I go low, you go high. <laughs> that kind of episode. Highs and lows. Yes. Highs and lows. Lots of highs uh, for this special episode 18 earshot. Yes. Very interesting episode in the context of America. Yes. And what has happened to America right when this was shot. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to release, be released the day uh, after the Columbine shooting. <gasps> and then the Columbine shooting happened and the release of it was delayed. Really? So this was this was an episode I remember waiting for. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you look on Wikipedia, Earshot comes up out of order in the season. Because it was shot and technically released. Anyway, so Wikipedia will sometimes give you a funny... Earshot will look like it's the 22nd episode. And it's not. Oh. But it was released later on. Okay, okay. Uh, it may have even been the case where they just continued on with the next episode, episode 19. Mm, but I got mine through VHS, so I'm not sure. Everything ah. for me was delayed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be very curious to hear if there was, like, religious cable TV watchers, what they did. Because this one, yeah, it, it was delayed by many weeks. And it's... It's just interesting because this episode, I was laughing and laughing and laughing. Yep. It's so funny and yes. good, yes. but so uh, serious, like, when you really start to think about it and break it down. But it was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an excellent episode. Let's get into it. What's yep. the sitch, Marmar? We start where? With alien. I wrote alien <laughs> demons. They're scab, scab face. Demons. Ooh, I like that. Scabby, scabby demons with glue mouths. No mouth. Yeah. Mo- no mouth, glue mouth. <laughs> I like glue mouth. Sure. It, it looks like their skin is like very strandy. Yes. Like it's a many strands of skin. Like it's grown over their mouth. Yeah, that's or something. It. Kind of like a bit of Groot. They have oh, a bit of Groot. Totally. Don't they? Yeah. So these little scabby alien demons are fighting Buffy. Uh, she manages to kill one, and one gets away, and they bleed, like, uh, white out. Yeah, white out! <laughs> they do. Uh, <laughs> like cream. Yeah. Hey, cream. Nice, creamy white out, and some of it gets on Buffy's hand, yeah. uh, and we see it, like, absorbing. Yeah. So you're like, oh, oh, oh. What's that gonna do? Some demon blood. That can't be good. No. Then... After that kind of cold open scene, we go right to Crime Club. It's serious Crime Club in this episode. It's like, remember the mayor and the Ascension we know nothing about? Yeah. Here's where we're going to remind you. We know nothing about that, but with comedy. Comedy and Giles knows nothing. Wesley knows nothing. Nobody knows anything. So we, they kind of are like, Faith told them it was all happening, but they really actually don't have any information. And I think it's because Faith has no information. Mm. Like, I don't think Faith knows... The details. She told what she knows, and there is no details. Mm -hmm. Like, the mayor is still keeping everyone in the dark. Yes. 
So we're going to put that aside for now, though, because yeah. this episode is episode of the week. Yeah. Little monster yep. of the week. Yep. Uh, which is kind of a fun departure from the plot. Just a fun episode. So, <laughs> okay, this is when Willow and Buffy and the gang are in the hallway, and this is when Hogan, is that his name? <laughs> I think so. Hogan? Have you ever heard of that name before? Is that it? Hogan. I think so. <laughs> he's a basketball hunk, and he's friends with Percy. Yep. Who is Willow's little study student. study buddy, yes. student tutor. He's her pupil. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like kind of becoming friends with yeah. her. It's so cute. It is so cute. I love it because Willow is a nerd, but like is gaining respect from these basketball bros. Totally. And Dark Willow did something. Mm-hmm. Willow never revealed, never ended up revealing what it was. So she's reaping the reward of this discipline yes. that Dark Willow <laughs> kind of gave to Percy at the bronze. And it made Percy a better guy. Yeah, totally. And he's actually studying. Like, yeah. he's he's better now. So they're invited to go to the basketball game yes. later. Yes. Uh, and Buffy's kind of disappointed because she can't go. She has to go work. Control. Yeah. Yeah. She has to go do her job. Yeah. Sad. It is. And Buffy has a bit of this sadness throughout the whole episode because she's a bit sad about Angel. She's sad about Faith. She's sort of feeling alone again. She doesn't feel like she can really trust that Angel didn't secretly have a good time. Like, yeah, it's an episode of the week, but the emotional thread of uh, self-consciousness And Buffy's self-esteem is pretty rattled by seeing what she saw go down with Angel and Faith. And she hasn't grown the cojones to talk to her damn boyfriend about it. Yeah, communication has never really been their strong suit. Because Angel doesn't say anything and then Buffy just sort of makes punny jokes and never really is honest. To their, like, in their defense, the amount of really heavy... And bizarre stuff that they have to unfortunately communicate about makes me go that no one would be good at that. Mm-hmm. No one would be good at talking about how they had to kill you and then you came back <laughs> and then you were evil and you like killed your basically father figures like beloved. And then you had to make out with like this other slayer who only was there in the first place because you're no longer special because there's now two of you because you died. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's heavy, yeah. True, 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 true. But yeah, they really suck at talking about anything. Yeah, and this episode kind of, like, points points that out. So, Buffy keeps having this, like, itchy hand. Yeah, itchy hand. <laughs> uh, and she, I think she knows it's where the demon cream fell <laughs> on her hand. Yeah. I thought you were going to add an... An ED and say creamed, which wouldn't be inappropriate, but it would be misleading. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it is just gross. Um, so Buffy tells Giles that she's having itchy hand because of the demon whiteout blood. And he researches it and he says um, she might get an aspect of the demon. Yes. So... This happens when, I don't know, a demon bloods on you and then it absorbs and... Potentially. And you could get um, a piece of the demon in you. (laughs) Yeah, infected. Yeah. Which we get that great scene where he's like, well, it could infect the host or infect. And she's like, infect, infect, Giles, (laughs) 
In, in fact, fact <laughs> yeah. It's as so he's like, oh, 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 like yeah, he's gone off into his mind palace. Yes, totally. So then she's on the lookout for a little while, anxious about yeah. what kind of horrible aspect of the demon she's going to get. Yeah. What you going to get? Especially when she's already feeling mad, insecure. Yes. And comparing herself all the time to Faith. Yeah. How hot Faith is, mm. how sexy she is, how bad she is, how sexually free she is. Yes. All this stuff. And now she thinks she's going to grow horns and become <laughs> something that Angel couldn't love. Yes. A slimy demon With lady. No yeah. So then we get this pep rally scene. <laughs> Where Cordy is, like, cheering. Spelling the names of the players. (laughs) It's so funny. Buffy's telling Willow that she's maybe going to become a demon. And Willow's like, you know, it's okay. You're going to be fine. And Willow's counseling her to go talk to Angel. Mm -hmm. Like, all this good best friend stuff. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) this is when Xander notices that Wesley is looking at Cordy. And Xander compares him to Pierce Brosnan. He does. So, Pierce Brosnan, good-looking man, especially at, at this time. This would have been right on the heels of a golden eye, oh. I would say. <laughs> I and think. a Brit, yes. too. Yeah. So, that's a good comparison. It is a good comparison. Xander's also, like, you creepy adult. Like, yeah. like there's a lot of, like, calling, calling it out, mm-hmm. like, straight up. Yeah. We also get later on, I want to be with Wesley. Cordelia says something like that. And Xander says, have you no shame? Kind of calling her on her blatant attraction, mm-hmm. seduction attempts. Yeah. Older, much older man. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. We're going to see where that goes. Yeah. They're really laying it on. But yeah. then Xander says, like, to my Cordy. So, oh, still there. Still yeah. feelings there. Yeah. And I, she still has feelings for him, too. Yeah. Like, undeniable. So... Buffy goes patrolling while the rest of the gang go to the basketball gang. Angel shows up and Buffy confides that, like, she's going to get this aspect of the demon maybe. And then Angel says, I love you. Mm -hmm. I would, I love you no matter what. So, I mean, he's telling her straight up, like, uh, he's communicating, but Mm -hmm. she still doesn't really believe him. Mm -hmm. I think she's like, oh, I needed to hear that, but it doesn't mean just because you love me. It doesn't actually mean that you didn't enjoy what I saw you do with Faith. Ah, uh, because she hasn't actually asked him straight up about that. And re- and I think she realizes in that moment that she needed to hear, I love you, Buffy. Mm-hmm. But that that didn't actually um, do anything to help ease the insecurity mm. about Faith. So it's actually two different things, which is interesting because we know as you grow up, that those are two different things. Absolutely. That those things can exist at once. So mm-hmm. she has to narrow it down. Or she needs actually more, um, yeah, more communication. She needs to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. It's not just love. So the next day after this patrol scene, the gang is all at school. And they've all enjoyed the basketball game. It was very fun. Buffy shows up and is like, oh, you know, don't. Don't mind me. You guys had fun last night. And this is where she starts hearing people. Yes. Because she hears Xander's thoughts. thoughts. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she starts hearing everybody's thoughts. Yeah. Very fun. Yes. So this is where we find out the aspect of the demon she gets is telepathy. Yes. Because these demons, 
uh, use telepathy because they don't have mouths. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I love this too. Yeah. It's like something I totally didn't expect. No. No idea. And the whole next part is very fun. Lots of fun, like, reading minds Mm -hmm. of everyone. Um, So this is, like, a very positive, cool thing right now. She uses it in her, uh, like, English class. Yes. This scene is so funny. Yes. Now, most people know, but maybe not everyone knows, that me and Gianna went to theater school. And so... (laughs) We are with thespians. We really know about Othello. We do. (laughs) So So, hearing this character breakdown of Iago is very good. It's very, very funny. Uh... (laughs) And it's pertinent. It is. To the episode. Because they say, like, Iago is the poison, right? Iago is, like, you know, almost a metaphor for your, like, inner saboteur. Yes. Uh, um, speaking little poisons in your ear, yes. which we all have in our head. And which no one else in that play ever hears. Yes. Ever, ever hears. So cool. So it, it, it can, you know, the teacher's dissertation, mm-hmm. uh, I can totally get behind. Yeah, absolutely. I love this drop-in. I love this whole little discussion. Buffy is reading the teacher's mind so that she can be all smart, sound all smart. Yes. Um, but she hasn't told anyone she can read minds yet because um, Xander and Willow are like, what the fuck? She did the reading? What the hell? <laughs> she understood it? Yeah, she understood the reading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So right now it seems like a really cool superpower. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then... Right after this, Buffy goes to see Angel. She goes to try and use this power. Well, when does she go to the library and reveal it to the friends? Because it's after that that she goes to Angel. Yes. Because Mm. the gang all leaves and doesn't want to be around her. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's when she goes. And that's when she goes. And the Mm. the scene with Angel wouldn't have as much impact if we hadn't heard her listening easily to everyone else's thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden she can't hear Angel's thoughts. So it must be right before she goes to Angel's. Sure, sure. That they have the big chat in the library. Yes. Okay, cool. So at Angel's, she sits next to him and is like trying to read his mind. And just, like, nothing. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to play games with me, Buffy. Ever. Well, you're not exactly Joe. Here's what I'm thinking. So ask me. Oh, but that would have made sense. What do you want to know about? Faith? How I felt kissing her? Pretending to have no soul, watching you suffer? Well, since you bring it up. I hated hurting you. More than I could stand. Like the thing about Faith, I'd understand. You know, she has that whole bad girl thing working for her. Kissing her meant nothing. I, I don't want a bad girl. I've done that before. I've lived a long time, Buffy, and I'm past that. I've been with dozens of girls like her. More. Oh, this honesty stuff is fun. And there's no comparison. In 243 years, I've loved exactly one person. Oh. It is me, right? Next time, just ask. Okay. Buffy, careful with this gift. A lot of things that seem strong and good and powerful, they can be painful. Like, say... Exactly. I'm dying to get rid of that. Funny. 
a funny guy. This is interesting. We find out, like, same kind of thing of the mirror, which they reminded us of earlier. earlier. Very good dramaturgically. Yes. That uh, you can't see Angel in a mirror and you can't read his thoughts, yeah. I guess. Not this way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So to actually um, know what Angel is thinking, she has to literally ask him. Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. This is a good lesson in communication. You can't read people's minds. No. You have you to ask them. And you can't expect them to read yours. Mm, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love this scene. It's such a powerful scene. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. Angel's very real with Buffy. Yeah. And and there's also there's some warning that he gives her, like be careful with this. He says, you know, sometimes things that can feel really powerful uh, and really amazing can bring trouble and can be really harmful. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly what starts to happen. Knowing everything that people are thinking, I can think of a great metaphor called the internet uh for this <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it drives people they don't know what to believe they don't know what to trust the amount of noise in your mind like and this is internet time so i i think that there's a, a metaphor in here too that the ancient vampire can't you can't read his mind but you can read all these 20th century people's brains hmm. i think there's something about that going on here too hmm. cool and the destructive nature of that of having too much information totally and i really like how Angel doesn't talk down to her. Like, when he gives his sort of thoughts on the matter, it's very, he's just like, you get to decide, or you you know, it's your it's your thing, but just think think about this, and this is my little two cents, but, you know, he's it's never in a judgy way or no. anything. Yeah. So it's very, it's very nice. It's yeah. nice to hear him, like, uh, communicate. Yes. <laughs> About his about his feelings about this gift. Yeah. What did you think about the gang's feelings about the gift? Like, about their thoughts? <laughs> um, Buffy hears all the gang's little thoughts, which is very funny, which is Xander's only thinking about sex. Yeah. <laughs> of course, all... Because Buffy, even earlier, is like, all the boys in the school are disgusting. Yeah. Because uh, they're all just, like, thinking about sex. <laughs> course teenage boys would oh, i mean so, teenagers just would just but te- yeah totally all teenagers yeah but it's very funny especially it's, xander it's very good and oz's is my favorite yeah he's just like sitting there thinking like if buffy knows all my thoughts and all my thoughts are buffy then i cease to exist she is me <laughs> like he goes on the real philosophical yes. journey oz is a real philosopher and we know We never really know what he's thinking because he's sitting there all the time. But he's thinking. He's just philosophizing in his mind. And then Cordelia literally says what she thinks. Exactly what she thinks. It's so good. (laughs) She never has an internal dialogue. (laughs) It's all external. It's so funny. It's perfect. Yeah. It's so, so good. I think that's those three. Willow is who Buffy is talking to, so Willow doesn't really... We can't listen to everybody's thoughts because Buffy has to be talking to someone. Like, the scene has to make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Willow and Giles. Mm -hmm. So the other ones kind of just get to clown around. Yeah. And be sort of there Mm -hmm. just so that Buffy can telepathize. (laughs) Sure. Sure. uh, From now on, it's a word. Telepathize. Telepathize them. She can read our minds, our every impulse and fantasy. Everyone. Oh, 
I don't see what this has to do with me. I don't see what this has to do with me. Well, I think it's great, right? I mean, you enjoy your other Slayer powers. Yeah, it'll be fun. And did you see Nancy Doyle's face in English class today? Yeah. She's, She's hardly even human anymore. How can I be your friend now? Her. She doesn't need me. No, I do need you. Okay, what are you talking about? Because you are so creepy right now. I think there must be uh, some precedence for occurrences such as this. I'll, I'll research it. Uh, Wesley, can you give me a hand? Of course. Where do you think we should start? I am my thoughts. If they exist in her, Buffy contains everything that is no, me, no, and she becomes me. I cease to exist. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I think about sex all the time. Sex. Help. Four times five is 30. Five times six is 32. Naked girls. Naked women. <laughs> naked Buffy. Oh, stop me. God, Xander, is that all you think about? Actually, bye. <laughs> I love it. And and Willow being like, you know, I can't help thinking what I'm thinking, Buffy. I can't help it. Xander having to leave the room immediately yeah. because he's feels like way too exposed. And then Wesley noting that Xander has exhibited something very crucial to this whole thing, which is that everyone's going to be thinking something they don't want Buffy to know. Yeah, because or like if they're like, don't think of an elephant, you just you think, think of, of it, elephant. of course. So. So, so it's tricky, right? This, uh-huh. this telepathy will never be accurate, especially among people who know it's happening. <laughs> so it's great. So we get this these great scenes and then she's got a good, she has a good talk with Angel. Mm-hmm. And then things start to get tricky when she goes back to school. Yeah, and Giles goes on a little research with Wesley to find out... Um, if this has happened to anyone else. Yes. And he finds a dude who this happened to, and he's now in complete isolation because he went mad Mm -hmm. from all the voices. Mm -hmm. So has to, like, be isolated. Mm -hmm. This is not good news. No, (laughs) not good news. (laughs) That uh, it might be permanent and uh, irreversible. Reversible. Mm -hmm. Again, Buffy is walking around the school, hearing all the thoughts. She's in the cafeteria, and then it does start to get overwhelming. She's just hearing, like, everyone's thoughts, and then they're all layering, layering, layering. Yeah, this would be rough if this happened. Um, So she's starting to kind of, like, go all freaky-deaky, and uh, then she hears this one voice in pierce her head, which is, this time tomorrow I'll kill you all. Yeah. And then she drops her, like, plate, and yeah. all the voices consume her, and then she passes out. Yeah. So then the gang drags Buffy outside. Um, she tells them what she heard, but she can't She's can't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. she's just hearing all the thoughts, and they're like, you got to just go home. Giles takes her home, puts her to bed. And this is when Joyce uh, <laughs> is like... I'll just keep bringing you pillows and blankets. And I'm going to go away. (laughs) I'll make you soup. Uh, And then Buffy's like, you had sex with Giles? (laughs) On the cop car? Twice? So this is news to me because in um, Band Candy, we see them make out on the cop car. We don't see them banging on the cop car. No, we cut away. Yeah, but now we know. No, that is no. what happened. <laughs> it's amazing. And and their awkwardness makes so much more sense now. Yes, because a kiss, whatever, but they literally banged on that Twice. cop car. They just had sex in public <gasps> on a cop car. Twice. 
Twice. Amazing reveal. <laughs> it's so funny. It's glorious. It's also nice because Joyce is in on the shenanigans now. Yeah. In seasons past, she would have just been dumb, dumb Joyce. Yeah. But it's now funny that we can have a little Joyce-like banter with the thing that's happening. Yeah. We haven't had really very much Joyce this season at all. No. But this was funny. This is very funny. <laughs> We get a great mommy and daddy pose outside Buffy's bedroom Mm -hmm. doorway where they're concerned looking in. And I I love it so much. It really is her her family. They are not in a romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. but they are her two caregivers. This is you having a migraine in your bed. Yes, this is absolutely it. (laughs) It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Do you hear demon voices? I, I don't hear demon voices. I... Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I don't hear anything. Uh, actually, that's not true. I can hear, like, I think it's a superpower. I can hear, like, the streetlights buzz. Oof. I can hear people's alarms or their telephones in their apartments that aren't mine. Wow. I can hear, I think it's less about having superhuman hearing and more about not having the ability to ignore sounds or to discern what is important so I hear everything every single thing it's awful so I kind of that's your superpower yeah a bad superpower it's a bad superpower just like this one and it is you do need the the curtains drawn and you do need someone to feed you your medicine because you you don't want to take it because you just don't want to move yeah yeah this is actually a lot like it yeah interesting if there's any migraine sufferers out there solid fucking darity it's hard (laughs) So Buffy has told them about this, like, voice she heard. And so Crime Club is, like, in high gear. Yes. So, like, literally Willow interrogating Jonathan. Ala, what episode did this happen? Jonathan has been interrogated before. Go fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. Uh, so this is a callback uh, to that interrogation yeah. scene. So they're all, like, interrogating everyone who yeah. we've seen. So yeah. we're, we're all kind of supposed to be, like... Who done it? Is it yes. that girl who said she hates Buffy? Yep. Is it Jonathan? Is it this a creepy newspaper editor? Is it the teacher who was like, students, we should just get rid of all the students? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny one. So these have all actually been planted in the whole episode so far. So we're we're really in this little like crime who done it. Yeah. It's very fun. So they go around like investigating everyone, pretending they're doing like a yearbook. Yeah, interview. Yeah. But they're like, um, do you feel like your sense of self is like uh, you're putting on a mask for, you know? <laughs> you know, and Hogan's like, this is for the yearbook? <laughs> okay, uh, I'm moderately stressed. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Meanwhile, we're kind of getting this scene with Wesley and Giles. They have figured out a cure. Yeah. They think. And they need the other demon's heart. And they're like, God, we're not going to get it. Like, we're old. Uh, Who's going to get it? Cut to? Angel. Yes. Going to save the day. Of course he is going to go get duh. the heart. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Um, he's Super good. strong boyfriend. Yeah. Um, So uh, does it, no problemo, gets the heart. Angel, is he, like, gaining a lot of boyfriend points for you the latter half of the season? Totally. Uh, you know, I have my frustrations with the character of Angel, but... I am loving this communication. I'm loving this, like, acts of service. 
Uh, Are you loving his humor? He's very dry. Oh, yeah. Because earlier he's like, I'm a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, and he's so deadpan about he, it. It's so funny because yeah. <laughs> he can, I can be like, he's so boring, but he's not. He just it has very dry humor. And he doesn't get worked up easily. And I think that comes um, from, he's trying to be the opposite of, of evil angel. Yes. Who is. Very expressive, very mischievous, very boisterous, um, making a lot of crude jokes. Very playful. Yeah. So I think it's to He's try and... suppressing. Yeah. Yeah. None of those things make him feel good. Yes. Yes. No. Totally. Yeah. Yep. I think you're bang on. So Xander uh, interviews Larry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a great scene because Xander's like, you know, you probably have like, you know, yeah. feelings about being gay and larry's like yeah I, yeah i'm gay and i'm proud i'm, and I'm out. out i'm out baby yeah uh, it's awesome uh he's like so uh happy about it he's like it's very normal i feel great yeah this is really really great and funny his grandma is setting him up on dates yeah like what a great positive queer queer yeah. uh, person on the show and then xander who's the one who's the gay panic isn't isn't intense with Xander this mm-hmm. time, thank goodness, but yeah. it's there. It's there because, as we remember, uh, Larry thinks that Xander is gay. Yes. Because they had this little solidarity moment from Go Fish. Or was it some assembly record? Yeah, that might be it. Is that it? Yeah. God. <laughs> we forget that episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it is from that. I don't know. I have an inkling. But yeah, he... He thinks Xander is is gay too because yeah. they had a little solidarity moment. Yeah. Um and he's like you should um put it in the newspaper. Uh yeah. the newspaper editor will will write you a little thing. So this puts the newspaper editor back in our mind. Yeah. Freddie Iverson, they've been trying to interview him. He's like the last person on their list. And he's eluding them. Yeah, he keeps hiding. So obviously this is a red herring. Yeah. He's supposed to be like Creepy newspaper man. Loner who hates everything. Yeah, writes bad reviews. Yeah. After this little scene with Larry, it's actually the when Angel shows up to give Buffy her potion. Gotcha. Um, her glowing potion. White. Yeah, the like black light. Black light. Black light white out potion. Yeah. So they made it with the heart. Um, he like shoves it down her mouth. Um, to cure her. Then she starts to fight back. Yep. So we we can assume that this was a pretty rough administration mm-hmm. of this uh, antidote. Yes, yes, yes. And then we see the flash of Jonathan on the roof with the gun. Yeah. So it's interesting. They actually tell us the answer before the gang even finds out. Yeah. So they show it's it's Jonathan, on, and I was shocked. I I didn't expect it to be Jonathan. Yeah. Um, on the roof with the gun, but they uh, the gang. Corners uh, Freddie Iverson in his newspaper office, and <laughs> he thinks that they're trying to um, rough him up because he wrote a bad review about Dingo's Ate My Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. It is. And Oz is like, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. The review is something like the Dingo's Ate My Baby played their instruments like they had sausages attached to their fingers or something (laughs) and Oz is hurt but he's also like it's true (laughs) we've had so much Oz when Oz speaks there is some interesting band 
talk. Like last episode with Doppelgangland or the episode before last, we get a great little bit between Oz and Devin where Oz is like, some bands know two, three, four completely different chords. <laughs> and Devin's like, only like fruity jazz bands, right? Like yeah. only like like lame nerdy musicians, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Oz is very aware of their band's limitations. You know, I feel this because I was in a band <laughs> called the Sweathearts and we were we were like pretty shitty, but that was like our vibe was yeah. to be like shitty punk. Um so I really only played one kind of drum thing for all of our songs. <laughs> Love it. So if that's your style, go for it. There's a lot of really famous bands that we could spend a lot of time naming that do that yeah. to this day. Absolutely. Yeah. So Cordy is the one who picks up this um, note on the desk that Jonathan wrote uh-huh. saying, you know, he he's sorry he had to do this. And this is when Cordy's like, does no one ever write in about the cheer squad? We're so unsung. <laughs> I know. She does not care that she's reading like um, what we now know is a suicide note. Yes. And this is an amazing scene. So Buffy has, it, runs back to the school. She's cured. Yeah. She doesn't hear any voices anymore. And then uh, they're like, okay, split up. Everyone go find Jonathan. Yeah. And then this is when Buffy sees everyone, you know, running all over the school. But then Buffy sees Jonathan up in the in this um, bell tower. Yeah, the clock, clock tower. tower. And then Buffy just fucking parkours up the school. Yeah. It's so cool. No time for incognito. But, Buffy. like, no one really notices. Only that one girl who hates Buffy. I could do that. Yeah. She says. <laughs> and then after, no one really cared. I think I see <laughs> a couple students notice. Yeah. But it feels like Buffy's always doing something. Yeah. And, like, she just doesn't draw any attention to it and therefore nobody asks her. Yeah. It's kind of just like, oh, weird. That's that weird athletic girl. Yeah, she's stunting up this building. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So then we have this cool scene. This confrontation. In the clock tower. Yeah. I think this was always going to be a suicide. There's one bullet in that gun. Yeah. He puts one in. Oh, yeah, because she cocks. And, and then one, one comes out. comes out. Yeah. I don't know why you'd kill yourself with that gun. Yeah, it's a bit of a red herring. Yeah. He's lonely, and he's unhappy, mm-hmm. and he's depressed, and he doesn't want to hurt anybody. And... It's really kind of cool what Buffy says. She's like, you think my life looks so great? Because he's like, you're pretty and athletic and... Must be such a burden. Yeah. But I love that that Jonathan says that to her. Because there's a lot of people that forget. It's true. And it's true. Like, that's her privilege too, right? Like, that we're talking about. and, And that's true. But it can also be true that she is sad and depressed and that, and she that she's had to kill her boyfriend worries. and she can't have sex with her boyfriend and all yeah. these things about her life that yeah. he has no idea but it isn't until the scene really gets cracking when jonathan calls her on how she's speaking to him yeah how she's being familiar with him and it's not genuine mm-hmm. and he calls her on yeah, it stop right saying away my name like we're friends yeah mm-hmm. it's a 
that line always gets me because I'm like, oh, we all do that. When we want people to do something for us, we all do that. And we don't care about making a genuine connection. It's very transactional, Mm -hmm. which is what it is at first. And then Buffy levels with him. Like, I don't think about you at all. Yep. Actually, if Mm -hmm. I'm honest with you, if we're being honest here today. Yeah. Which is a great scene. It's pretty bald. Okay, Jonathan, you want to point that somewhere else? Don't you try and stop me. No. No, no stopping. Just here for the view. Hey, look, City Hall. Go away. Never gonna happen. You think I won't use this? I don't know, Jonathan. I just... Stop doing that. Doing what? Stop saying my name like we're friends. We're not friends. You all think I'm an idiot. A short idiot. I don't. I don't think about you much at all. Nobody here really does. Bugs you, doesn't it? You have all this pain, all these feelings, and nobody's really paying attention. No, I think you're up in the clock tower with a high-powered rifle because you want to blend in. Believe it or not, Jonathan, I understand about the pain. Oh, right. Because the burden of being beautiful and athletic, that's a crippler. You know what? I was wrong. You are an idiot. My life happens to, on occasion, suck beyond the telling of it. Sometimes more than I can handle. It's not just mine. Every single person down there is ignoring your pain because they're too busy with their own. But again, I think this is so important. Like, nobody thinks about each other. Like, everyone's just consumed with their own uh, inner Iagos, if you will. Uh, That's exactly what Buffy says. mm -hmm. It's not that they don't care about you. It's that they care too much. Well, they're too preoccupied with themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially in high school. Oh, yeah. Totally. So it's an excellent scene. It's really cool. Jonathan's performance is incredible. It's so good. And he's all sweaty and, like, sad. And and... he's been crying. Yeah. Yeah. he's He's at the end of his tether. Yeah. And but Buffy convinces him to give her the gun and and uh, and convinces him not to do it that day. And realizes in that moment that he was never going to kill, mm-hmm. and so sh- sh- never going to kill the student body. And so she, there's still a killer on the loose. Yeah. So she jumps out of that clock tower, mm-hmm. and you know, meanwhile Xander has gone on the hunt for Jello. <laughs> yeah, he's like trying to do his work and then just gets distracted by food. Yeah. <laughs> And goes back behind the counter uh, and sees the lunch lady just pouring rat poison <laughs> into all their food. <laughs> this is so funny. I also think about that episode, um, But Which Bothered and Bewildered, yep. where the lunch lady is trying to bang Xander. Yep. It's <laughs> is amazing. Is it the same actress? I don't know, but... I think it is. It is a lunch lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it is. I think it's her. Very She's funny. pretty unmistakable. Yeah. So... Xander starts running, knocking the food over. Rat poison. She grabs her cleaver and comes out to cleave him. him. (laughs) 
And Buffy comes to save the day. Has a pretty funny little punchy fight with yeah. the lunch lady. <laughs> she just goes flying. Yeah. Very good stunt woman. Yes. That. Very yes. funny. Epic. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so this is a really fun ending to the episode. Yeah. Button. It's, it's excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, the the little end of the episode is when Buffy is chatting with Giles about everything that's happened. She's checking on Jonathan. Although, God, I was like, oh, he gets suspended and his parents are mad at him for being depressed and trying yeah. to kill himself? Wow, that is uh, not the best response to this I mental mean, health crisis. No, but you can't bring a gun to school and oh, not yeah. be suspended. You have to take some time away from the school. Yeah. If you bring a weapon to the school. You're right. You have to. But but definitely it makes it sound like Jonathan is being punished, punished yeah. for for trying to kill himself. Yeah, so I think that I would have directed the scene with more compact. Like I would have written it a bit differently. I do think this is the intention of the writing of this scene. Mm. I, I think SMG. I don't think she often misleads us, but I do think that the tone of this scene is a little bit off base, mm. and that what is supposed to be communicated is that he's being given some time to heal and mend and 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 seek help and that he has people around him who will help him do that. I don't know if it was that successful in communicating that aspect to us. I thought it was a little, like, cavalier. It's a bit harsh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then uh, the button is, like, <laughs> when she's chatting with Giles, like, uh, and they're going to do some training later. And she's like, if you're not too busy having sex with my mother. Credits. <laughs> so, Giles bumps into a tree and then credits. Because the writing was so fast, Good. there was so much dialogue, especially with all the mind reading, I... I stopped writing about some of the fashion Why don't halfway through. I start this time. Okay. And then you finish us off with ones I don't mention. Right. Good. Okay. So Buffy's pink camisole off the top were very much in like pink, gray, frosty, frosty, yes, cozy, mm-hmm. um, preppy, not sexy like Faith. Girly. Girly. Yeah. We're we're. Buffy can be incredibly sexy. We've seen her be incredibly sexy. Leathers and pleathers and you know what I mean? This is like Buffy is prep Buffy. Buffy's being good girl Buffy. Good slayer. Yes. So I think that's what that's supposed to do. I like this pink sweater. Yeah. It's it's all right. It's all matching. Yeah. She's got metallic-y pink nails. She's got her frosty lips. Her hair is so blonde. It's so blonde. It's very PC. Yeah. All the updos are quite PC. Yes. I love all of her outfits. Like, I love the classic sort of pencil skirt gray with the black camisole. Yeah, it's like a black tank top. It's a tank. It's like a midi skirt with a little little slit. slit. And then this gray uh, cardigan. And this twist that she has in her hair. With, like, the hair is so spiky at the back. it's very PC And it's almost like there's a zigzag under under part or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keeps it young. Yeah. It's very like, um, yeah, trendy, PC, cool. Yeah. And then I love, I do love the outfit that she comes back in 
to fight to fight Jonathan, no, to fight the lunch lady. It's like her light khakis and this what would you what do you call that neckline? It's not a cowl. Is it like a boat? It's a boat. Yeah. With that boat neckline, I mm-hmm. just think it looks so good. Yeah. And she's got her little runners. Yeah. She's in sporty spice. Yeah. Yeah. And Buffy's also wearing her cow pajamas. And her cow, cow pajamas yes. are amazing. I know. I was like, are those cow print? Yeah. They're cow print. Very cute. Very cozy. The other thing I love, the other outfit that I love, I love Xander's Christmas shirt. Yeah. What is that? It's red, green, and white, but it, each of them colors have like a weird pattern. Yeah. It's like, like floral. So it looks like cut ribbons. Yeah. But it's not textured at all. It's one piece of fabric. But it's just a wild print. Yeah. I really like it. It's so weird. I'll have to see, get a close-up shot because I was like, what are all the patterns on there? But Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty loud. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite fashions. Buffy also has a great outfit at the very end. It's just a black long sleeve, <gasps> white skirt. Oh, and boots. Yeah, and black boots. Yeah. And it looks really good. It looks so good. Yeah. And it, good with her blonde hair, black and white, so good. Yeah. And her, she's so tan, looking tan, looking cute. Willow has a cute baseball shirt oh, with yeah. a cat on it. It's oh, like a sparkly cat. I think it's a Josie and the Pussycat cat. <gasps> oh, cute. I Love think, it. I think, I could be wrong. Okay, okay. But I think we're in Josie and the Pussycat Land. Okay, love Pussycats that. Land. And I just love a baseball shirt. And yeah. it's so Willow. Yeah. Like, has sort of a, a masculine kind of edge to yep. her fashion sometimes with the overalls yep. and things like that. And I think a baseball shirt kind of totally. invokes that. So I love it. Cordelia looks good, but I forget what she's wearing. But she looks amazing. Oh, she does have um, kind of like a boaty neck, yeah. almost off the shoulder. Oh, yeah. When she goes to talk Burgundy to the, yes. dress. And, and she looks so tan. Oh, my God. And her, her like, what is this? That your, your décolletage? What is it? Uh, your décolletage? Yes. It looks great. Your um, collarbone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your clavicle? Yeah. Where you put your great. jewelry? Looks so good in yeah. that scene. She's going to talk to the, the teacher. I know. Are you going to kill the student body? No. <laughs> it's for the yearbook. <laughs> I like Wesley's suit. I like the suit when he's creepily walking up the stairs and watching the cheerleaders and then goes to work. I like that suit. Yeah, he looks sharp. Yeah. He looks good. And then Angel looks really good also in his tank top. <laughs> Classic tank yeah, top. I think it's like... I don't know what brand of tank top it is, but I want all people who like to show off their arms to wear them because I think they are excellent tank tops. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's hot. It's so hot. And he's wearing his necklace. So cute. His chain. Jewels. He's chained. <laughs> he is, he's chained to his soul. Stay chained, Angel. Things I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. I mean, we, we went over it. We, we did. Within the episode, but, uh, like, like, Xander, when he says, who hasn't fantasized about, you know, mowing down the student body with a semi-automatic weapon, I was like, oh, oh, like, I just, like, it's, it's like actually really intense to hear, like, a joke like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, I don't know, 
Yeah, it's really interesting. This came out after Columbine, but like that line, I was like, did they put that in? Did they take that out? What? Yeah. 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 I don't know if you could get away with it right now, saying it. I mean, you can get away with anything on TV, kind of, but that's, that was like pretty intense. It was. (laughs) It was. And yet the whole episode is full of people wanting to hurt each other in their minds. Yes. And, and, and the part of the episode is talking about that. The violence of our thoughts, the amount of work that we have to do to kind of work through that, thinking about violent actions and then not exercising, not doing those things is very natural and normal. Yeah. Isn't it actually like a good, it's a part of our psychology, right? We imagine like, it's like the call of the void. You imagine jumping off the bridge yeah. when you're walking across it so that you don't. So that don't. you don't do it. Yeah. It, it has to do with impulse control. Yeah. So um, I'm reading this amazing book called um, The Sacred Path of the Warrior. It's about, it's a Buddhist book. It It talks about this. It talks about judging yourself for your, your thoughts and how difficult that is because your thoughts, you can think about murdering your stepmom and you're still a good person. You cannot, you have to not do those things. You have to absolutely not do those things. But thinking about them is not a crime. Mm-hmm. Thinking about them does not make you a bad person. Well, and people now don't just have their thoughts in their head. They put their thoughts online. Yes. And Again, then there's sort of like this cross between like what is your private and public like yeah. thoughts and where does that line go? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we have seen these school shooters will write all this stuff online. They're, they're private thoughts, but then it becomes public and then, you know. And as soon as you put that out there, you can you can't undo that. Mm-hmm. And then you're tied to that and inevitably it becomes a part of who you are instead of just being a, a regular normal person who thinks about strange and bizarre, sometimes horrible and tragic things, um, but never acts upon it because that's our brains. Mm-hmm. So I could see it being very triggering now. Absolutely. And also I think about it and I go, but we live in a world full of people who think horrible things all the time. The whole goal is to not do those things and to do good things, mm-hmm. whatever you think that is. Yeah. Also could be because it's Xander, and Xander has this way of being quite flippant or off the cuff. It's very similar to Cordelia. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Cordelia. Yes. But for some people, those lines will be, uh, I think, quite comforting because they will have had those thoughts. I don't know. I don't know about that line. That's just, that's literally the one that stuck out to me in the whole episode. Like we, it's, we're talking about shootings and stuff, but I don't know why that one, I was like, it just felt, it just got me. Yeah. It just felt so like casual. Yeah. But that one just got me. Yeah. Today. We touched on this, but I'm just, I just am, I'm proud of Larry for being a proud out gay man on the show. And it's just normal for him. And, uh, and he, he's like, he doesn't out Sander, but no. he's like, if you want, you know. There's some options. Yeah. So I just, it's, it's nice to have some queer representation. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it'd be, it'd be just about, uh, like immediately the attention gets put onto Xander and off of Larry. Yeah. Pretty immediately. So good. Yeah. That's the only other thing I wanted to mention. I love Larry. I love him. Yeah. I love him too. So cool. And we'll see about uh, this Cordelia and Wesley thing. 
in time. Yeah, we're going to see. Nothing nothing to report in this. We're going to have our standing report on the yeah. Wesley Cordy. It's out in the open. That's one thing I'll say. It's very out in the open. Yeah, everyone's like, God, you guys. Which, which is something that's quite irregular about these kinds of relationships on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're being made fun of for it, and it's out in the open. Yeah. Which is pretty unique aspects of this particular attraction. Mm-hmm. Okay, favorite line. Favorite line. <laughs> okay. This is when Willow and... Buffy are talking about uh, the aspect of the demon, yeah. and Buffy's, like, confiding in her, and she's like, oh, I could get horns, or I could get scales, yeah. or other parts. And then Willow goes, was it a boy demon? You know, I'm get a demon <laughs> dong. Demon dick. <laughs> just thought that was really funny. Like, demons have gender. It's just very funny. Also, also like, these, we saw these demons. They're essentially naked yeah. running around. They don't have... Well, they look like the shape of water demons. They do. And he had a little dong that was revealed by some little <laughs> And and he was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're putting it up. Would you fuck these demons? <laughs> yes. Tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. Tell us what's really in your mind. Um okay, I have two. I love the quote at the beginning of the episode when you see Buffy running like she's a helpless girl and then she trips and falls. Mm-hmm. She says, you demons can't resist a run and stumble, can you? I love that. <laughs> and then I, this is not a quote, but it's one of the headlines on the newspapers <laughs> in uh, Freddie's office. Mm-hmm. And it's apathy on the rise. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> could, could be said about today. Absolutely. Gosh, really interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. I love this episode. So fun. We are nearing the end. Yeah, we're in the home stretch. Remember. So we had this kind of um, respite, if you will, from sort of the mayor plot line. With Doppelgangland mm-hmm. and with Earshot. No, fa- no faith uh, in this episode either. So I suspect the next couple we're going to... There's going to be some shit. Also, we have to like do the end of the school year yeah and the mayor revealed like the faith revealed come graduation day he's getting paid yeah we don't know what that means yet totally but it you were right it's graduation day of course it is of course it is yeah so i'm very excited it's yeah. very fun and that's why everyone's getting tan af because it's summer yes we're getting into summer we've got four episodes left so they're getting their tan on for for prom yeah which i hope we'll see I'm sure we're going to see prom. (laughs) Can't wait. (sighs) Okay. Join us next week. If you've, if you know the show, you know next week is a gooder. Uh Oh, it's so good, Mark. Okay. I can't wait. See you next time. I'm so glad we don't have telepathy. Yeah. And that we just talk for an hour instead of reading each other's minds. Yeah, we communicate. (laughs) Keep on. Arg. Gur. Gur. Arg.